right, we are live, and we got another episode for y'all. Uh, today we got an absolute treat. I think uh, we have one of no, not that I think, but we do have the biggest uh, FIFA content creator that we've had on our podcast. Yes, absolutely. Oh, no. Literally, the, the guy sitting next to me is bigger than me. He's, no, he's no, no, no. This guy has 130K on YouTube, uh, about 97K on Twitch. And um, I really appreciate coming here and um, just having a conversation with us. So Elite FIFA, how are we doing? We're doing good. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, I appreciate it. You know, getting back into content myself. It's always nice to get have you know an invite this quickly. You know, I just returned to content you know probably two three weeks ago and uh, met Kobala through Twitch and really nice guy. So glad to be on the podcast. Yeah, how we met was um, you raided me during one of my streams. So I was kind of curious how uh, you came across my stream. <laughs> uh, I mean. Whenever I've raided people on Twitch, and I mean, there's been some awesome raids, and then, you know, even if I've just got a couple dozen viewers, I'll still try to find somebody that I can help out, because uh, um, a lot of times, you know, I feel like if I'm watching a stream and they just go offline, I'll probably just hop off Twitch. I'll just go watch YouTube or, okay. or, or TikTok or whatever, but, you know, if that streamer actively pushes me to another stream... At the very least, I'll go over and you know type raid in the chat and just see see if I like it. And if not, then I can leave. But at least you know it gives that person some exposure. So yeah, uh, yeah. Like um, back in the day, it was like 2015. I probably got my first raid ever from any mm -hmm. uh, any streamer. Um, and this was probably I had probably 10 viewers on average at this time. It was, it was from Nepenthes, who who had probably like 2,000 viewers at that time. And so a couple hundred people joined my stream and I even still have people seven years later joining my stream. Like, Hey, you remember that raid that Nepenthes gave you? And I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, that's when I found you. And it's like, that's awesome. So, wow. That's incredible. Uh, man. That really helps people out. It really helps people out. So I try to do it every time. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, can I ask like why you kind of took a break and why you're making like a comeback right now? Yeah. Um, so I've taken probably two extended periods breaks from, uh, from making content. Um, one of them came, uh, it's, it was actually, it started essentially on Christmas of 2019, um, going into 2020, my YouTube channel got hacked. Um, and when the YouTube channel got hacked, I was probably at the peak of my content creation career. I was actually getting to the point where I could probably make it a full-time job pretty soon mm -hmm. and, um, and, and, you know, not have to work all these side jobs that I do. Uh, and it, it was really awesome to see the channel growing so much through October, November, December of that, that year. And then the channel got hacked. Um, the hacker uploaded like 3000 videos to the channel, uh, just spam essentially to, I guess, you know, get, get views, get money as quick as he can and, and bounce. Um, and the channel got terminated. Um, obviously hacker probably cashed out whatever he could. And then, um, it took about three months of working with YouTube, uh, creators and, um, you know, their support system, if you could even call it that, um, it's a system doesn't really support you very much, but they, yeah, it took three months. It was terrible. And in that time, because most of my viewers on Twitch were coming from YouTube videos anyway, my Twitch kind of died down a little bit. Everything else died down. That's actually when I started TikTok. I was like, screw it. You know, every, you know, everything else just, just 
got took taken away from me. I'll try TikTok out. Um, and that, that was, that was fun for a little while. And then once I got back three months later, you know, it's hard to get that momentum going again. So I, I feel like I've never really gotten it back since then. I've definitely had some higher periods. Uh, like when a new FIFA is released, you know, I, I get, you know, some momentum going, but never to the point where I was before I got hacked, which sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, that's really unfortunate, dude. I, I can't believe that happened. And like, did you get compensated for your financial aspect? No. All the money? No. no. Absolutely not. In fact, I got paid for December, but, you know, January, February, March was all just zero dollars, zero cents. Um, because you know, there was no, there was no videos on YouTube for anybody to watch. Even the videos I had uploaded before I got hacked weren't even there anymore. Cause my channel was terminated during that time. So. Got it. It was, uh, a, it was a terrible situation. Uh -huh. Yeah. But, uh, but we got through it. Yeah. We got some people in the chat. We got Chris and Fubu. What's up guys. Welcome. Welcome What's in. Up, guys? Yeah. Um, Dude, that's terrible, man. That's terrible that that happened, especially at a point where I guess you're on the verge of being a full-time content creator. Yeah, it, but uh, yeah, it's it's not something that I, I went through alone either, though. There was a lot of other creators that I found just through that issue because it was like a it was like a phishing um, link mm -hmm. hack. So basically, if you click the link in your email. Um, it would, you know, secretly download this malware onto your computer. You wouldn't even know it. Um, and through that, they had pretty much all of the passwords saved from your Google Chrome. They could basically access your own, your Google Chrome, like as if it was on there, they were on your computer. Yeah. So like, they don't need to put in a password because you, you automatically, like when you log into YouTube, you, you don't have to put in your password every time. Right. Right. So yeah, two factor authentic. Two-factor authentication didn't matter. None of that mattered. He was in, you know, and then locked me out and then, yeah, terminated. Yeah. At the time, you know, before you got hacked, like, how many, like, subscribers did you have? Like, how many, like, views were you getting per video? So, by that time, I had probably about 100 and 115,000 subscribers. Yeah. Um. And I lost, uh, I think I was actually at 120 by the time I got it back. I got, I had 115 because you got to understand, uh, you get spammed with 3000 videos, especially if you had my notifications on. First of all, it wasn't even my channel name anymore. So probably, you know, part of those 5,000 didn't even know it was my channel. And they were like, why am I subscribed to this? And they done subscribe. So when I got yeah. the channel back, I had, I had 5,000 less subscribers and a lot of those probably part of the notification squad. Mm -hmm. man yeah. so i mean like like internally what were you going through when when that was going on uh mentally not great um as a as i mentioned this actually happened uh so uh, when i clicked the link it was it was december 24th i didn't know okay. that i did anything you know okay. i didn't know i i downloaded anything I wake up on Christmas and, and the channel is taken over. So that is a terrible Christmas. I have to act happy all day when in the inside, I'm terrified mentally. It sucked because that was like a lot of my identity was making content. And it was a lot of my uh, part of my life. Yeah. Um, so all that is uh, it was gone. So for those months, it sucked. Yeah. And the guy also took your money from the account as well. 
Right. So while the channel was um, while the channel wasn't terminated yet, he had switched the um, he had switched the uh, payment account so it wouldn't yeah. go to my bank. It would go to his. Uh-huh. And so he spammed um, those videos, you know, 3000 videos onto the, onto YouTube, you know, some of them get 15 views. Some of them would actually get, you know, a couple dozen thousand, you know, 50,000 views, um, just in a quick period of time, but you know, that adds up over 3000. So just like that, you know, it probably makes about $2,000 of revenue. Um, and then, you know, uh, by January 15th, that's when it just automatically goes to the account. And um, so it went to his and not mine, and I couldn't do anything about it. YouTube support really did not care. Jeez, that's terrible, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. There's, not, I, there's definitely yeah. no way to sugarcoat it. It was terrible. But, you know, the good news is, is that we're back, right? That, yeah. We, we got the channel back, and over time, we've been growing again. Got it. What, what kind of videos was it? Like, wh- what do you post? Like 3,000? <laughs> Um, (laughs) I mean, it is everything, literally everything. I mean, Ellen DeGeneres shows, family feud, uh, animes, just anything and everything. It was obviously a bot they had set up to upload because like, first of all, I don't even know how they would upload that much content that quickly Mm. on any sort of internet. I have no idea how that happens because there's 3000 videos, just every second, a new video popping up. And I was like, what kind of internet does this guy have to even do this? I have no idea how it works. Mm-hmm. Have they yeah. found a hacker? Have you found out? Well, who it was? well I, knew, I knew it was some dude in Russia. Um, oh, okay. It was a Russian guy because that's that based on the emails and the, and the, mm-hmm. bank, the bank account that was connected. That's what I figured out, but I never found out who it was. Yeah. So then since then, I mean, um, when did you like start getting back into content? creating again um i got back into content immediately Mm -hmm. didn't really get any views all summer the new fifa came around and i kind of got a little momentum and then at the beginning of fifa 22 which was which is the most recent fifa i actually got a a lot of momentum i think we did really well over like Mm -hmm. october november december but then i just got burnt out of fifa because i've been playing it nonstop since fifa 14 yeah so i know you told me off stream that you didn't play weekend league uh, since yeah. November. Right. Um, yeah. I'm surprised I made it that far. In fact, before FIFA 22, I'd never finished a weekend league. Uh, you know, FIFA 17, it was 40 games. I was never going to play 40 games. I'd get yeah. to 16 wins or whatever it was needed. 16 or 18, I think it was. I'd get there. And and there's times where I, where I went 18 and 2. Like, I'm not terrible at the game, uh-huh. uh, but... I just cannot play that many games of FIFA without breaking my controller. And that's just not a good investment if you're breaking a <laughs> controller every weekend. So uh-huh. I'm more of a menu guy. I trade up, uh, try to get a cool team, make coins. But in terms of gameplay, not not exactly my forte. Got it. So your best finish uh, this FIFA was 18 and 2. Uh, this this year, you this year is 30 games, right? No, it's 20 games 20. this year. Yeah, it's 20. Uh uh, my best finish was 14 wins. I can't remember okay. how many losses. I think it was like five losses. Okay. So I went 14 and five. That was my best this year. Got it. Yeah, that's still pretty good. Rank yeah. four. Uh, yeah, solid. Solid. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, since November, have you like 
been playing at all or just trading or what have you been doing with the um game? so with the game uh after team of the year i really took a hiatus now is my second break that i took from content um really is just you know i got really busy because i actually own a uh a football club here in northern kentucky i live in cincinnati but it's mm-hmm. right across the river uh okay. called northern kentucky nitro I actually have one of the shirts right here. You can actually yes. see scarf in the background, Northern Kentucky Nitro. So uh, this team here, Northern Kentucky Nitro, um, they uh, uh, it's it's a team that plays in the fifth division of OVPL. And just it's really tough in the USA because the culture for, for soccer is not quite as um, – it's not as large in terms of audience and it's not, it's tougher to get sponsors. Uh, It's a little easier for like baseball in in American football. Uh, So it takes a lot of work and uh, to make it affordable for players um, because, you know, you got players aged, you know, 17 to 35 that could realistically play. I mean, there is a guy in the league that's like 42 and he's quite good still. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, but, you know, realistically you've got to make it, to where they can afford it but also you gotta be able to make it to where it's like enjoyable and, it, and it's a long enough season and they're getting playing time and they're getting minutes to develop and and have a chance to go to the next level uh so the balance is really hard the financial is really tough so that yeah. kind of took over took over my life for a little while Got um, it. we're uh getting towards the end of the season which will be done by early august and then mm. after that after that it's off season yeah yeah, and I would love to talk more about that uh, later in the podcast. Um, but I would like to continue on talking about um, your content creating. So then, um, mm-hmm. uh, I guess since November, were you not streaming or making content? Not really. Okay. Um, yeah, not really. We uh, here and there, you know, just not consistently. If I take a look at my YouTube channel and I look at the uploads, you know, we went from daily to you know to sub weekly like two two a week or whatever um and then about it looks like five months ago is where yep on january 12th was the last upload until i tried to start really getting back into it about april 26 but that didn't really work out i tried to get back into it and then i fell back out and then about two weeks ago about two weeks ago i've been really grinding so hopefully got it hopefully i can keep it going this time and and carry that momentum into the next fifa and yeah uh, yeah return to where i was yeah absolutely uh jay rich in our chat says uh you're a big name and you know how to trade (laughs) he watches all your videos yeah, I, I I like trading. Um, uh-huh. There was there was a couple times where I've been in top hundred uh, okay. in the world for oh, wow. transfer profit, which is really tough to do um, because most of the top one hundred and transfer profit are people who've bought FIFA points and just opened packs and yeah. sold those players. Because if you buy FIFA points, open a pack, and then sell that player, it actually counts as transfer profit. Right. So most of the top one hundred is just people who have done that. So to be a trader who strictly doesn't buy any FIFA points. I actually, I haven't bought any since, uh, since price ranges were introduced, Mm -hmm. uh, which was first week of March, 2016. 
Um, okay. That's the last time I bought uh, FIFA points. Okay. Um, since then, I have not. And so had to get really good at trading to get my team. Mm -hmm. Do you know your transfer profit right now for 22? Uh, I can I can look at look at it, um, but note that I have not played this game or traded since January 12. Okay, so uh -huh. so uh, we'll have to let's see. I'm loading it up. I'll give you okay, that, okay. that number in a for minute. Sure. Um, so then I know there's a lot of trading methods out there that people uh, practice, but I guess for you, what method? I mean, I don't know if you really want to share, but what method yeah, do you feel like is like the most profitable? For you um the most profitable method and and this is actually something that we, we talked about a lot on gamers class um yeah. gamers class is a website that like you've got a couple different games fifa is one of them where you got like pro players like taxes on there and they right. teach you how to play the game but they had me go on for the market and teach people how to trade okay. um and i and i think the trading method i pushed the most was something called complementary trading um i enjoy it the most as well so this was about the first or second week of FIFA this year. Um, and Anderson Taliska, he got a ones to watch card. I don't know if you remember this card. Yeah, if you yeah. played, played ultimate team back then, he got a ones to watch card at 82 rated. And the card was actually pretty good. And a lot of people were doing it just for the 82 rated card. Um, and then he bagged uh, a couple goals over that weekend. And he was still in the uh, SBCs. So people were like, this guy's about to get an upgrade first possible week he could. He's going to go from 82 to 84 rate, and he's going to be awesome. His card is really good. Mm -hmm. And the only strong links in the entire game to him was like Oscar, I believe it was, or something along those lines. And, and the main one, the one that got a green link to him was Al Jabir, which was the new hero card. Mm -hmm. um, and so that semi, semi Al Jabir, who was going for about, 70,000 coins. I looked at that. I was like, people are going to do this Anderson Talisca so much once he gets upgraded to 84, because he'll still be in that SBC. So there'll be 48 hours where people can do this SBC for so much cheaper than what that card is worth. And so I went and I bought uh, as many Algebra as I could. We were about 10 days into the game. So I'd already probably had about a million coins. Um, and so I bought as many as I could with a million coins. And uh, two days later, I had 2.5 million just because of that trade, because he wow. went from he went from 70K to 160,000 because it's a complimentary link. It, it complements that new card. Right. Um, so that's the best example this year that I could give okay. um, of that. It's a great trading method, and it's something that works all year. Uh, another example, one that, that that was at the end of a FIFA instead of the beginning to prove that it works all year, was, uh, do you remember Flashback Ibrahimovic, the card that terrorized us? And I believe it was like FIFA 19 or something like that. He got, that was FIFA got 19? A, it might have been older. I can't okay, remember. Because I started getting into FIFA in 20, so I can't go okay. back that far. <laughs> anyway, he, yeah. uh, he, he got it in like June, and it was a 92 rated. It was a brown card, uh, a Flashback. And it was ridiculous because in the game that he got uh, introduced, and I can't remember the exact fee for they're blending together for me now. Uh, it was the best card in the game. And so everybody was going out and doing this lot on Ibrahimovic, but he was at LA galaxy at the time. And there weren't really any MLS players that could be in your team. So the only card that would really work was Henrik Larson, the Swedish icon. Mm -hmm. So his prime icon moments went from like 700 K to 2 million. 
um, just because of that link to Zlatan. Um, so it works. And uh, I love that trading method. Got it. Um, so then do you have to be on top of like, I guess, the releases then? Because right when they release a certain card on, like on a SBC, then you would have to figure out which cards are complementary and immediately yeah. buy those cards, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, on top of being on top of the releases, like, you know, new SBCs, sometimes you don't get a leak for them or anything like that. You can't predict what's going to happen. You just see it. And you're like, okay, well, as people complete this SBC, this card's going to go up. Uh, a lot of times it might just be like earlier in the year when team of the week is a little bit more of a uh, prevalent promo towards the end of the year. It doesn't really matter anymore, but when that team of the week comes around, that's on Wednesday, but by Sunday, you know, most of the team based on the performances over the weekend. Mm -hmm. So you might be expecting somebody like, you know, somebody like Kolarov to get a really good card as a left back. Maybe he's going to get a, a big upgrade from 81 to 84 and he's a good card that year. So you think, okay, a lot of people are not only going to want this card to link to others, but they're also going to probably get him in the red picks. Mm -hmm. um, so it's going to make it. So his, complimentary links will will rise so you might know it three days before it even gets released and you'll already be buying cards for it on mm. top of that uh you can kind of combine that with another trading method which is out of packs investing um where it was it was actually kolarov that i did this with in fifa 20 um he he was projected to be in team of the week too he was an 82 rated left back card that linked with Serie A players so i was like this card's already 1.5k and he's in packs but he's only been in packs for seven days. If you take him out of packs for seven days and people continue to use this in the advanced SBC, he's going to go up in price pretty quickly. So I bought probably 200,000 coins worth of that Kolarov um, and just had him, you know, I had extras. I couldn't even fit all of them on my transfer list. And um, over the course of about three or four days after he did get into the team of the week, that gold card wasn't in packs. And people right. continue to use it in advanced SBC. So he went up from, from 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000. I think he, he stopped around 9K at his peak. Um, and it's just because there's no supply of the card. Literally, there's, you can't find it anywhere. They're all on my transfer list at this point. So you're mm -hmm. paying my price. Yeah. Um, I did it with Felipe Anderson this year. Same concept. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Yeah, so I know for this FIFA, it's been a lot different because of all the leaks. So the timing of like complementary, you know, trading, you know, must be a lot different, right? Yeah, um, you've got to be one step ahead for sure. Because if you see a card that's already rising in price, it's often too late. Um, like if there's a trader who got a leak um, and you just start seeing, you know, why is this card going up? You know, why, this doesn't make any sense. There's no reason for this card to be spiking like this. And then 6 p.m. UK rolls around and, oh, well, they are needed for this SBC or they link to this SBC. And you're like, yeah, oh, that's why it was going up. Somebody knew something I didn't. If it already went up in price, that means you're buying into the hype instead of selling into the hype. And that that's the opposite of what you need to do that I'd just stay away from that. So yeah, you just mm -hmm. gotta be, you gotta be early for sure. Uh, the longer you wait, the less profit there's going to be, or you'll lose coins. Right. Um, one of the examples of that was FIFA 17. There was a scream promo for Halloween Fellaini, uh, really tall Manchester United CDM. Um, he was getting an upgrade. His card was really good, except for the fact that he had 40 pace. So nobody used him. But for the scream promo card, 
on Halloween at 6 p.m. UK, he was going to go from uh, 40 pace to 99. Okay. And so everybody knew this and everybody was like, okay, I'm going to buy this card. So he went from 30 K, he got 35, he got all the way up to 80. All right. As we got closer and closer to Halloween, he got to 80 and then he got the upgrade to 99 and crashed in price. Hmm. He got, so he went, he got better. His card got better and his price crashed because everybody had invested in him and thinking he'd continue to go higher. Mm-hmm. but since but since everybody knew he was already getting that upgrade it wasn't like a huge surprise it's not like anybody was like oh wow that's crazy i'm gonna go buy him for 80k no it was just you know thousands of people who had bought him in anticipation for that when realistically everybody just started selling right away and it crashed yeah. from crashed basically to 50 percent of that price i lost coins that day i learned a lesson though okay got it yeah. um yeah i know like there's so many methods out there uh in terms of trading and like i think this fifa i've been trying to like learn a bit more um but i realized man it's so time consuming to do all this trading like yeah it is uh it is pretty time consuming especially when you're getting into it when you don't know uh quite everything you really got to stay on top of the market um for me it's also a little bit more engaging that way um because if you really don't care about your coins that much like right now I, I could have about 7 million liquid if I just sold everything. I could not care less. So like I know I know how I could probably turn that 7 mil into 10 mil. It would only take me an hour or two. It, you know, I'd, I'd have to get on at the right time and sell at the right time. But yeah, I know how I would do it. Yeah. I just I just couldn't care less to do it right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so. Yeah, you definitely got to be engaged. So I think the time consumption part is fun if if you're really into it got it especially like i guess at this point of fifa where it's uh it's dead you know Mm -hmm. you don't you don't really care for making profit i mean like majority of the people aren't even playing the game right so yeah i'd say i'd say that's true yeah um so i guess now that you're making the return i mean um what type of content do you want to continue making with uh, FIFA, do you want to still continue to do trading? Are there other things that you have in mind that you want to create? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to stick to what I know and I'm going to, you know, do the trading aspects at the beginning of FIFA 23 that, that always worked for me and, and, and continue that. But I want to add a lot of world cup content, um, because okay. world cup, world cup Qatar is coming around. It actually uh, starts on November 21st, which is my birthday. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a silver lining in the fact that, um, they made the the world cup in the winter in Qatar, which had nobody really wanted, but it does have USA versus Wales on the first day of the world cup. And it's my birthday. So that kind of worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exciting. And I just want to make a lot of content for, for world cup, maybe do some fun videos with it. Yeah. Um, you know, world cup trivia videos. Um, I've already made a few like world cup prediction videos that I've put up on my YouTube. I've got like, five different episodes of that and uh just yeah have fun with that because that's something that i'm actually like really excited for and so if i'm actually excited for it it'll be really easy for me to make content on it yeah i did see some of your videos and i do find it uh very informative um do you have any well who are your teams that you're rooting for do you have any um well i it's my my team is usa no doubt um 
the only the I did root for Poland in 2018. It's because my grandpa is 100 Polish. Okay. Um, but I've never even been to Poland. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't really have that much of a connection there. Just that my mm-hmm. mother made a name is Rybicki, which you know is about the most Polish last name you could have other than Lewandowski. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I got some Polish connection there. Um, yeah. I like I like Lua, even though he left Dortmund. My 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 Dortmund left Dortmund <laughs> for Bayern. I still love Lewandowski, uh-huh. and so I read it for them. But now that USA is in, I couldn't care less if Poland gets grouped. Really. Okay, but realistically, who 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 do you think are the favorites to win it all? I, I predicted Brazil. Okay, um, that was the team I had winning it all. Um, I have in the in Group A, I have Netherlands, Senegal. Group B, I have England, USA. Group C. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember the rest of the groups, uh, off the top of my head, but they're all on YouTube. If you want to check them out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have Brazil winning it all. Um, I would love to see Argentina do it though. Messi get a trophy for world cup before he, before he retires. It might be his last world cup. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'd love to see that too. And you know, they look pretty good too. I mean, they beat they Brazil do. in the Copa, right? They beat them in Copa. Um, and then they didn't really play in qualifiers, really weird situation. Uh, they both went undefeated in qualifiers and they didn't play in Brazil in okay. the qualifiers because they got to the fifth minute of the match and then officials came onto the field and called it off because of COVID protocol. They claimed that Argentina had three or four players that broke COVID protocol, like uh, Emmy Martinez. So if basically if they were playing club in England, like Emmy Martinez was uh, for mm-hmm. Aston Villa, if they were playing club in England, um, they weren't allowed to come to South America or weren't allowed to come to Brazil due to COVID protocol because apparently England had like a really high rate at that time of COVID. I see. Uh, so it, it was more of they were trying to screw Argentina into a free for us them to get a free win realistically. Okay. But it got it got to the point where both of them had qualified, and they were like, we don't need to play the game. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Okay. Um, how how far do you see US going? Um, man, we could get, we could finish last in this group or go all the way to the quarterfinals. Realistically, there's no telling what we'll do. And if we can stay healthy, we're a pretty good team. Yeah. Um, Weston McKinney returning. You can see how much that's made a difference in the, in the team. Mm-hmm. Um, Giovanni Reina has been hurt and we've still been doing quite well. Um, and it should be, it should be a little bit a little bit easier for USA to play teams. Like I feel like play teams like Wales and Iran, uh, because if you take a look at their losses, their only true loss in my opinion was, was to Canada, um, in, in the last year or two, uh, they lost to Canada, you know, fair and square, but the other like draws and losses that they've had have been, you know, away. They, you know, when they drew El Salvador one, one, you're going away to El Salvador, you're playing in a mud puddle with a foot high grass. Is it, it's not really too resemblant of football at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they still managed to get a point. So I think, I think they could do well, but they're very young, youngest team in the world cup by a lot. So, okay. It'll be, it. it'll be tough for them. Do you know what their average age is? It's about 23.1 is the projection. Um, okay. And the next, the next youngest team would be Ecuador at 25.3. Wow. I didn't realize that. A big difference. Oldest team, I believe would be Portugal at about 29. Yeah. 
I mean, um, that's exciting though. Like a lot of young prospects in the U.S., you know, like yeah, you know, in the coming years, you know, they could really, you know, make a statement in the world really? stage, right? Yep, they they could. Um, twenty twenty six is the year that all the Americans are hyped for. Everybody's saying twenty twenty six is our year because most of the games will be played in the USA. Right. So we'll have the home field advantage. That's when you know Pulisic, Weston McKinney, Giovanni Reyna will be in their prime. Right. Hope hopefully, and so yeah, that's what everybody's saying. But I'm like, you know what? Let's give twenty twenty two a shot. We we could mm-hmm. we could surprise some people. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I'm definitely looking forward to the twenty twenty six as well coming here. And so definitely- so you uh you back South Korea right? I do, yeah. I, I root for US too, but I do root for uh South Korea as well. You know, gotta represent Sonaldo, you know. I love him. But yeah, he's great, but you know, they're not I don't think they're as talented as the US, you know. It's only him and like they have a couple Koreans playing in Europe, but other than that, I don't know anybody else, <laughs> if I'm being entirely honest. You guys beat Germany in twenty eighteen. Um, so you can beat anybody. That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they did make. Uh, they did go fourth in O two when they're at home, <laughs> but it's very, very yeah, controversial. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was fourth. I watched the games against Italy and Spain, and uh, yeah. there was some fishy business going on there. <laughs> yeah, there were. There were. But you know, there were. Um, I guess there was like Jisun Park who kind of came out of that World uh-huh. Cup, and then, you know, he played in Manu and right. kind of brought, like, a rise in Korean football, despite, you know, the controversy, you know. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, it is, like, Korean football is getting more popular. I, I don't think they could really compete with all the, you know, top nations, but still, they're top in Asia, which is, which is good. Did they win their group uh, out of the Asian qualifiers? No, I think uh, Iran won their group Iran, yeah yeah iran and saudi arabia won their groups and then right. in saudi arabia's groups i can't remember who came in second in that group. i think it was japan was it Japan? yeah yeah, yeah. and then australia won the third place playoff got it okay against uae so that would make sense you guys finished second to iran which isn't bad iran's supposed to be good and unfortunately also in usa's group yeah so um, I, I also see England and U.S. coming out of that. So, you know, hopefully they, they all do well. Um, but, yeah, I guess we could transition into um, uh, Twitch and streaming. Uh, so do you have, like, a set schedule now of, like, how often you want to stream as well? I, I don't yet. Okay. Um, still pretty busy with, with uh, you know, with my IRL duties. But I... Uh, I've just been trying to just click start streaming. That's been my recent goal. Just click start streaming and give it a shot every, as much as you can. Um, and then as uh, we get into August, I think it'll really speed up and be more consistent. Mm-hmm. And do you want to be streaming just FIFA or just a variety of games that you're interested in? When it comes to streaming, I would like to do anything. The only problem is like as you know somebody who's who's being realistic if i play things that are not fifa i'm probably going to have less than 10 viewers consistently and while i don't 
only care about the numbers. I want to be able to get back into doing this full time. So I got to be strategic about it and I got to actually attempt to grow as a channel and and as a community. Um, I think that once you get big enough in a certain area, then it's a little bit easier to to transition to another Mm -hmm. game, but starting off as a, you know, a creator that hops from game to game, to game, to game, it's really tough to keep an audience because most of the audience is there for the game at that point, not you yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, you see, people like Nick 28T who stream primarily FIFA, but as he gets a little bit tired of it, he'll go play other games like Warzone or, or Daisy or, um, you know, escape from Tarkov. And, you know, he still retains a lot of his viewership because he's built that relationship through FIFA. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, a lot of those viewers are there for him mm-hmm. instead of just the game. Right. So you kind of got to build that, that relationship first and then you have more of a freedom to go wherever you want and stream whatever you want so does that mean for you personally you'll kind of have to suck it up and play a lot of fifa (laughs) yeah yeah it will it will like in fact right now we're uh we're doing this stream and i'm i'm actually live right now and i've got i got seven guys in here and uh you know it's not you know i appreciate every single viewer don't get me wrong that's not nearly, you know, what, what I'd be getting on FIFA. Right. So, okay. It's just, it's just, you know, as somebody who's been streaming for seven years is it's not something that people want to hear, but it's something that's absolutely true about the website. Uh huh. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I guess what I could ask next is, um, how did you get into content creating in the first place? You know, with that's streaming a great and great question. Yeah. yeah, that's a great question. So, um, this actually also tells the story about how I got my name, uh, Elite. Okay. Um, so I played a lot of Call of Duty, you know, throughout middle school. Um, Black Ops 2, I loved that game. Um, still probably my favorite video game of all time. I grinded that game. I was so good at it. I, I, I got max prestige on two different accounts. Um, and so I joined a, a clan, a, a sniper clan. Um, at the time it was called uh yodo gaming which turned into several different names but i joined that clan and you know the objective was to hit really cool clips maybe do a trick shots or you know get a quad feed just get cool clips that is the objective and to do that i needed to buy an elgato so i bought the original elgato um, and I connected it to my really crappy laptop and I just tried to hit clips uh, with that, you know, so I would just go back and get the recording each time um, and record it on that. And then I would send it into the clan and they would make montages and it was really fun. Um, but I, at that point, I still wasn't creating content. And uh, as you know, the next couple of Call of Duties came out, I, you know, stopped playing it as much. And um, I got into FIFA around like, freshman year of high school sophomore year of high school um and i started playing fifa 14 and i was like i already have this elgato i might as well make youtube videos so i did uh summer of 2014 i started making youtube videos uh, and and actually very funny my first video was about trading in fifa 14 Mm -hmm. and they were terrible they were absolutely terrible videos (laughs) i mean the tips i were giving were so like so surface level (laughs) <laughs> that it would help nobody at this point. Maybe it helped a couple of people then, but it was something as simple as like, Hey guys, uh, hopping on today. Uh, give you guys a quick trading tip. 
uh, on FIFA 14. And uh, so you guys see these packs that are on the Ultimate Team store, uh, and they're worth 5K or 7.5K. So first of all, you never want to buy the 5K pack um, because it only gives you one rare. But a way you can get a free one is you go over to the World Cup mode, which was out, uh-huh. and you buy a 5K pack there. That way you get a 5K pack in World Cup mode. Then once you go back to regular Ultimate Team, you get another 5K pack for mm-hmm. free. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure everybody already knew that. Mm-hmm. But I made a video on it anyway. Yeah. Uh, so they were really surface level and, and stuff like that. And then February 13th, uh, it was a snow day. I didn't have to go to, I didn't have to go to school. Um, it was actually a snowstorm. I was out of school for two weeks. I'd never been out of school that long before, but it snowed like several feet in Cincinnati, which is not normal. We weren't ready for it. Power went out in a lot of places, but thankfully not my house because I started streaming on February 13th, 2015. And I streamed from that day and for six months straight daily, six minutes, six hours minimum per day for Mm -hmm. six months straight. I did not miss a single day. Um, and that's how I grew my, my Twitch channel. Um, and that's how I got, that's how I got it. Uh, also the, the name part. Yeah. The, uh, face clan had really cool names, right. When I was playing call of duty, Mm -hmm. face clan has some really cool names. So when I joined this clan with my Elgato and all that, I had to come up with a cool name that's spelled really weird, like phase guys. Cause I want to be like them. Yeah. And so I was like, I'll be elite, but I can't spell it normal. Cause that would not be cool enough. Mm-hmm. So I spelt it in the dumbest way possible. And now when I say go follow my channel, I have to spell it out to them because nobody's <laughs> going to spell it right. right. Uh, in fact, in fact, I got people, <laughs> I got people who have been following for nine years or seven years. That is, and they still can't spell it. They put two mm-hmm. T's in there. All, I should show you. Um, uh, it would it'll take too long to get them out of my closet, but I got uh-huh. a uh, I got a shirt from EA uh, because they flew me out to New York um, for a MLS event. They were showing the new kits, so a couple of content creators got to go, and I got I got flown out there, and they gave me a kit, um, and on the back of it it said Elite, but it had the elite which is not my name i don't know why they oh. put the the before it and it's like one word they didn't even put a space yeah. um so it was just the elite and i was like that's weird if you if you can i would like to get it with my name and i'll frame it in the background and i don't know if that's foreshadowing because it's not there they did send me another one and they mm-hmm. spelt it wrong again <laughs> and they spelt it uh-huh. e-l-y-t-t Mm-hmm. this time and i was yeah. like okay um and this is mls this isn't even ea's fault mls is the one to do this so they spelled it wrong twice and i wasn't going to be the guy who was like hey can you make me another one <laughs> so i just sucked it up uh-huh anyways yeah. beginning of fifa 22 ea sent me a shirt and this time it's ea's fault they sent it and it's spelled e-l-y-t-t again oh for three we're oh for three so far <laughs> <laughs> Still no t-shirt that I could or, or jersey kit that I can hang up in the background because none of them have been spelled right. You know, at first when I saw your name, I thought it was pronounced like e- Eli YT, like mm-hmm. Eli on YouTube. That's a <laughs> so, common one. Okay. Okay. That's a it. common one. Nick 28T calls me Eli Manning. Um, in fact, when I joined his Call of Duty Warzone game, it was way back. Uh, and I'd met Zwayback back beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't like super awkward, but yeah. uh Nick was like, Eli Manning's joining the lobby. And Zway got like really excited <laughs> because he thought it was the, the Super Bowl winning quarterback. Right. It was just me. It was just me instead. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, the disappointed in the viewers. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one that thought that. Um, <laughs> but um, I guess, you know, how was streaming back then compared to now? Because I'm sure now it's like a lot more saturated. It. I'd say in terms of saturation, pretty similar. I don't think that's okay. really too much of a, of a factor. I, I think there was definitely less streamers back then, mm-hmm. but there's also there was also less viewers, so it's kind okay. of risen at the same rate. I'd say. Sure. Okay. Um, but then again, like back then, it was there were more instances where you could just spike in viewers out of nowhere because mm-hmm. with with less streamers. Um, and how the algorithm worked. It was just strictly who had the most viewers was first, who had the second most viewers was second. That's how it was. It wasn't ranked with any sort of special algorithm on what your interests are, kind of like how Twitch is now. It was just, you clicked on FIFA and it was in order, no language you could select, just in order of who's got the most viewers, which I kind of liked. And so I could actually strategize when to go live because I was like, okay, if Nick 2018 normally goes off at this time and Castro normally goes off at this time, that means yeah. there's a lot of viewers that open up, right? Mm-hmm. And they're not yeah. all at the big streamers. And so I could go live and get a couple hundred viewers that way. Um, and so that's how I would do it. And uh, to get partnered back in the day uh, in 2015, because um, I got partnered on August 6th or something like that of 2015, it took me about seven months. Um, and uh, when I got when I got partnered, the requirement was you needed to average about 500 viewers per stream, um, and that was essentially what they would look for. Um, mm-hmm. And and you know they would obviously they would check your chat, make sure it's engaged, uh, stuff like that. But they're very very exclusive with who they took. And so I applied probably four or five times before I got accepted. And at no point was I averaging 500. But I was over 400 pretty consistently. I was like 450. So I was really close before they finally gave in and gave it to me. A mm-hmm. um, couple of years later, they changed it. It's it's quite a lot easier now. Um, and it's not it's definitely not as special, um, which I think kind of killed a little bit of the of the magic of it mm-hmm. for a lot of people because wow. they they uh they Twitch kind of sold out, which is you know, it is to be expected. Uh, it's definitely better business model now. So I can't slate it. But yeah. I feel like back in 2015, 2015, 16, even 2017, like the partner badge was like rare. And mm-hmm. so for a while, I was a celebrity on Twitch because no matter what chat I would join, people would be like, oh, my God, this guy's got a sub bat or a partner badge. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, and uh, then they added the affiliate program. So now, you know, sub badges everybody can get them, you know, sub emotes that is. So, you you yeah. know, getting, getting emotes, like that's what people paid the $5 for mm-hmm. was, was the emotes, right? Yeah. That's what people paid the five bucks for. Like people would literally be like, whose emote is that? And sub to people without ever seeing their stream just for the emotes. That was, oh, that okay. was how it was. Yeah. And there wasn't mm-hmm. like a ton to choose from because there wasn't that many people partnered. Um, mm. And now affiliates can have uh, sub emotes. Affiliates can even run ads now, I think. Um, so it's right. kind of being the same as partnered. Plus, you only need to average 75 viewers now to yeah, get a part- right. partner badge. So it's a mm-hmm. little easier, which is mm-hmm. great. It makes it easier for new streamers. So that's definitely not a bad part to it. But yeah. the magic of getting that badge is gone. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And yeah. um, would you say it's a, it was a lot easier? Would you say for smaller streamers, it would have been easier to grow back then 
when you were streaming or now? Um, I would say it's, it's, I don't know. I think it might be, it might be just different. Okay. I, I wouldn't say it's easier or harder. Okay. But I would say it's just different now. Um, because I think back then you could just stream and it was more so about the hours you put in mm -hmm. and how entertaining you were. Uh, and, and the viewers would just come right. Mm -hmm. Um, if you put in the hours, you put in the work, you, you had the energy, you could do it. Now I think Twitch is a website that is probably on its downfall. I would say it's, it's hit its peak. So what we're seeing is the streamers that start to grow on this platform on Twitch have become successful on either TikTok or YouTube. And those viewers where they have been growing naturally will go to Twitch. So they're not really growing that much just from Twitch. They're growing be like their Twitch numbers are going up because the viewers are finding them on TikTok and YouTube. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I've also heard like a lot of bigger Twitch streamers like going to another platform like YouTube. And I guess there's this competition going on. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's been introduced. It was introduced a few years ago um, with Mixer, I think right. was the first competitor. Mm -hmm. And um, and they slowly grew, but I never liked Mixer because it was owned by Microsoft. And honestly, everything that Microsoft does in terms of a dashboard standpoint is terrible. Mm. Like if you go to Xbox dashboard, a mess. All right. You go to, you know, Microsoft website dashboard, a mess. It was the exact same for Mixer. So the dashboard was just messy. I didn't understand it. And so even when I tried to log in, like I was like, I'm not learning this. So I just went away immediately. I never watched Mixer never streamed mm -hmm. on it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I stayed on Twitch. Twitch was absolutely better than Mixer. Um, and then Mixer died, uh, deservedly so. And now YouTube is, is growing and YouTube might actually take over Twitch because mm -hmm. first of all, they've got the, they've got the funds. Um, these, these, you, uh, YouTube streamers are not only growing naturally through the website, but also are, are a lot of them are like former Twitch streamers who have been bought over, um, mm -hmm. and honestly, Twitch is not very creator friendly. Um, it never really has been, okay. but now that there's competition, you'd expect them to get better and mm -hmm. it's not, they're not, um, so we'll see. I, I obviously had a really terrible experience with YouTube support. So I don't know if you, if you ran into an actual problem with YouTube, would they try mm -hmm. to fix it? But I do know that in terms of revenue, YouTube is a lot more generous than Twitch. Twitch takes more than half of sub revenue. They take, you know, a majority of ad revenue from the streamer. So you're not even making half of what you're actually bringing in on mm. Twitch. While on mm. YouTube, you, you, you are making more than half. Got it. And what about Facebook gaming? Facebook gaming is a, it's a different system. Um, and I don't know if Facebook gaming is going to really I don't know if it's going to be sustainable. I've had a couple friends go there. And in fact, I was really hoping to get a, uh, a good deal with Facebook. They reached out to me one time and they offered me almost nothing. So obviously I turned it down, but um, a couple of my friends got really good offers from them. And it's more of like a salary based system where it's like, if you stream this many hours uh, in each month, you're going to get a salary of like 20 K, you know? Well, okay. Something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's uh that's a great deal. 
Uh, won't lie. That's a great deal depending on, you know, who you are. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why a lot of people went over there. I know Mbone HD went over there. He's another FIFA streamer. Buck mm-hmm. Army went over there. He's another FIFA streamer. Oh, um, okay. And uh, they did not get nearly as many viewers as they did. In fact, they actually terminated Inbone's contract about halfway through. So he kind of got screwed because he was expecting to be there for a year. And once he joined Facebook, his his Twitch partnership got terminated because that's against the Twitch partnership contract is to be partnered with another website for streaming. Right. Uh-huh. So he basically made the business decision. I'm going to go to Facebook. Yeah. Um, and so he left Twitch and then he went to Facebook and about six months in, they terminated his contract. Uh, I, I guess it just wasn't working out. I don't know what they did, but um, he couldn't go back to Twitch. So he was like, he just didn't stream for six months until he mm-hmm. finally could go back to Twitch. Um, and he that's when he started a new YouTube channel called Let's Talk Sports. And he actually has done really well with that. He got a silver play button uh, with that. So really cool that he's succeeded in other areas too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think Facebook gaming really killed his streaming career for a little while which sucked so got it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth i, I don't really want to go to facebook anymore mm, got it mm. yeah that's all good to know that's uh very good information um and appreciate you sharing that um i guess we could go on and talk about um your club team uh oh, yeah yeah what's what what's your team called so it's called Northern Kentucky Nitro. Uh, mm-hmm. Plays in it in one of the fifth divisions here in USA, which is is lower uh, in terms of talent level than what you would see in a fifth division English league or a fifth division German league. Um, it's definitely lower, but it's not low. People underestimate, you know, the level of talent that that you need to be at to, to play at any of these levels. Um, especially once you you try to get to you know the fourth and third third division. Um, so uh we've been playing in a, a league called the ohio valley premier league and just starting the club from scratch has been really tough because it was actually a university club team and during covid the league for that club team which was what i was playing on at the time got shut down because of covid and then um over the summer a new league had formed um and because of COVID, they really only played friendlies over the summer and just introduced some teams, didn't actually have a league. And I played on, on a different club team. And then in the fall, I was like, well, since the, 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 my university club team's season got canceled again, I'm just going to take this club team and I'm going to put it in a fifth division league. And I told them, I was like, guys, we're going to lose a lot of games. All right. But it's going to introduce you to that next level. Um, and we didn't do too terrible. Honestly, we got a couple of wins um, and uh, it, was, it was a fun season. At least we were getting on the field. And then I graduated um, and I was like, you know what? I want to continue playing the sport mm-hmm. so I could go join one of these OVPL teams. And I, I could have and, and several of my teammates could have as well. Or I can just continue this and like kind of separate from the club team and just make it its own team. So instead of being the university's club team, we called it Northern Kentucky Nitro Mm -hmm. and uh, just started from there. And our first season, we finished second to last. Um, And we only won one game all season. And then in the summer, we, we really hit form. We picked up a few players that were needed to, to make us a competitive team. And so, I mean, just an incredible turnaround from one season to the next going from second worst team, in the league 
to fighting for the championship. Um, so it was in that last summer, there were 20 teams. Um, there's two conferences, top team from each conference goes to the championship. Mm -hmm. And, um, we, uh, we started the season three, uh, three wins straight. Then we lost two straight. And that's when we thought our season was probably done. We're probably not going to catch some of the best teams like Evansville or whatever. And, uh, then we just went on another streak. We won, uh, we won two more straight, then a draw against one of the top teams. And it came down to the final match day. We were in second in the conference out of 10, and we played against first place in the conference. Uh, and the great thing was we were down by three points to second, uh, first place. And we played the team in first place. And the first tiebreaker is head to head, which means that all we have to do is win this game by any score. And we go to the championship set us up perfectly. Mm -hmm. We went down to Oh two in first 11 minutes of the game and came back for scored right before halftime scored in the 60th minute, tied it two two. all momentum's going our way. And then we hit the frame of the goal two times in the last five minutes, do not score. And, uh, we drew that match two mm. two didn't go to the championship. Oh man. Mm -hmm. but that's when we knew we were like, all right, we're good. We're a good team. We're going to continue this. And then, yeah. uh, we finished second in the winter season. Yeah. Again, finished second again to a different team that won it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and then this season we're, we're currently sitting in third out of 10 in our conference and, uh, Fort Wayne, another new, like another team. So we've been at the top for three seasons in a row and, yeah. um, just can't get out of like second we just can't get that first that 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 trophy unfortunately but we're getting close yeah so um are you guys considered a semi-pro team would you guys is that an so accurate? it's it's yeah. yeah it's a that's a very good question because that's one of the most confusing things that i i actually encountered uh -huh. there are no semi-pro teams in the usa okay that that term doesn't actually exist okay in fact, when I put it on, uh, made our Twitter, that's what I had at first. And our, our commissioner was like, that's, that's not like the correct term. Um, the, the league commissioner was like, that's not actually the correct term. So it, it's either you're amateur or you're professional and that's it. There's Got nothing, it. there's nothing else. Now there's some teams that try to call them pre-professional, but it's still it's amateur. It's amateur, pre-professional amateur. It's amateur or professional. So we're an amateur team. Okay. Fourth division, fourth division uh -huh. is still amateur. Third division is is mostly pro. Uh, okay. And then second, second and first is, is are they all professional? So that's kind of how it works. Yeah, and you're the founder of this uh, squad. Yeah, um, you are. Okay. Yeah, it's it's overwhelming. I'm in over my head. Absolutely. Uh huh. I don't know what I'm doing out here. Cause, cause to make an amateur squad in the, in the USA is, is very tough. I feel like in England, you can go down to the local pub, get a quick sponsorship from them, get a sponsorship from them, almost cover all the funds of the season, make it so that players can play for free. Um, but in fact, at the fifth division level, I think once you get to the fourth division, you're getting, you know, players are getting housing and they're getting, um, you know, free travel and all that. So what I do is I just, I do as much as I possibly can. Um, I am uh, a guy who, who has a lot of different talents. I graduated with, with a, you know, electronic media degree. So I'm very good at Photoshop, Premiere Pro, all of that. So I do all the club media. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been playing the sport and coaching my, my entire life. So I coach the team. Um, I am registered as a player if needed. 
um, and I do the financials and all of that. But with the season costing on average, probably about 12 K per season in okay. total, mm-hmm. you can only get so many sponsorships. And in fact, we get like three to four K in sponsorships. And then we got to figure okay. out how to come up with the other 8,000. And so Let's some see. of that's player dues, some of that's ticket sales, but we don't sell out stadiums. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah. uh, it's tough to, it's tough to break even. It's not a sustainable uh, it's not a sustainable business at all, but it, it, you know, it's still something that we all enjoy doing and want to continue doing, providing to players. So yeah, got it. We actually yeah. bought a team bus. We have a bus. Oh, nice. So, okay. Um, <laughs> if you, if you actually want to take a look at, um, yeah. go, uh, go into, it won't take you too long. Go to on Instagram, North Kentucky FC. North Kentucky FC. Okay. Let's and um, uh-huh. it, should, it should be there for you. Just click on the story and watch it, and you can kind of see the bus and the atmosphere of the team. Everything on there is post-game from last night when we when we went away to Lexington for an away match. Got it. It's uh, North Kentucky FC. Yeah. Let's see here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see the bus. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome, man. So post game win, they are uh-huh. dancing on the bus, <laughs> grittying down the the aisleway. Amazing, and then and then and then we got a flat tire. We almost got home. So that that was a big speed bump in the in the travel, but we get it fixed. That's but awesome. It's definitely definitely yeah. a fun day. How much uh, did the bus cost? <laughs> Is well, it wasn't. A lot like i okay i i was able to actually through a couple months of youtube I, I covered the cost of it um and i bought it like my best months on youtube are normally october november december so i bought it in that area and it didn't like take too much of a hit out of my mm-hmm. bank and i bought it for 8500 yeah um which was which was a good deal until you realize how much bus really costs after you buy the bus it mm-hmm. is that's so many hidden fees with with buses not from the seller but just Mm -hmm. from like the government and and whatnot and insurance and and repairs and yeah it has been absolutely it's been absolutely a terrible investment in the end it would have been a lot better for us to just rent vans all season Uh because uh to repair the bus um from things that it needed to pass bus inspection in ohio it was like about two thousand dollars and then insurance alone was another two thousand dollars and then getting it registered was another five hundred dollars and just small things that we needed like air conditioning uh was you know another 400 and so that ended up being a lot more than 8500 which is what i was expecting so Mm -hmm. it's been tough it's been tough it's been fun but it's been tough i'm selling that thing as soon as i can Oh man. Yeah. That, that does sound pretty costly. Um, so do you also, are you the main coach as well? Yeah. So I'm the main coach. Cause unfortunately we can't like afford a coach. Okay. It would just, it would make things way too expensive and it's already expensive as it yeah. is. Um, so, you know, I do as much as I can to make it as cheap as possible for the players. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I want it to eventually be free completely free yeah just covered by sponsors 
And like the bus was meant to be a long-term investment, but it just seems like it's going to continue to cost me more money than just renting stuff would. Mm, so I see like, like insurance per year. Like you think about how many away games you have per year. It's like 10, um, you know, 10 to 15, maybe at the most. Yeah. And just an insurance is 2000 a year. So you're paying at least 150 per away game, just away day, just for insurance. That doesn't include any other repairs, any registration, nothing. Yeah. $200. You could rent, you could rent a 15 passenger van for a day, mm-hmm. like 200, $300. So yeah. it just seems a lot easier that way. So we might just go that route. Got it. Um, wow. That's, that's pretty, uh, pretty interesting. So do you have the players, do they have to come in with a certain amount to be able to play? So we don't uh, actually turn down anybody. Okay. Um, we still have, you know, philosophy that, you know, if you have the talent to play, you will play. Okay. Um, but it's more of like, these are the dues for the season to cover the costs. If you mm-hmm. cannot pay these dues or you need, if you need an extension, if you need it to be cheaper, if you need it to be free, you just got to talk to us on the side and we will work out something. So there's two yeah. players that are two players this season that are maybe three that, that will play for free. Um, a couple guys got, you know, discounts to what they could afford and, and stuff like that just to make it work um and then most most people it's not like a terrible it's like 200 bucks for a full season it's not ridiculous oh okay. um uh-huh. yeah it's not ridiculous it's so much cheaper than any other club you'd, you'd find that is offering what we offer it's it's a lot cheaper than any other club you'd, you'd find anywhere in the country but i'm you know we still understand that 200 dollars is not like pocket change yeah um, do you guys do fundraisers as well? Yeah, we do as much as we can. Um, okay. So we got a couple of sponsors. Uh, it's tough to do certain fundraisers. Like we do, you know, camps and stuff, which is probably the, the most effective or, you know, our tryouts, um, you know, get, they, they attract quite a bit of, you know, people. So we charge for tryouts and we kind of, okay. you know, we take some money to cover the season with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since, since we're not yet labeled as a nonprofit, we're actually not labeled as a business. It's all under my name right now. Since oh, it's not okay. labeled as a non, sorry, I just got a sub distract me. It's so loud. <laughs> it's all good. My my sub sound is absolutely too loud. Um, thank you, Psy- Psychotic Wolf. Appreciate you, bro. I'll, I'll be with you guys in a minute. Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you could hear that through my headphones. No, I, I didn't hear that. Okay. It's so loud. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Fundraisers. Yeah. So yeah. If, since we're not labeled as a nonprofit, most like fundraisers, like, you know, if you, I don't know if like local schools or, or somebody, you know, has ever done a fundraiser, like at a Chipotle where it's like, you go during this hour and you get Chipotle half the profits go to this club. Right. And we right. try to do that, but they're like, you gotta be labeled as a nonprofit to do this. So it's like, we've tried it it's just a lot of legal work to do it and i just haven't gotten around to it can you have the team like under llc is that possible i can yeah but we just we 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 should do that because the plans in the future is to actually make an academy underneath the top team to where it's like you've got a u19 and a u18 and then you've got you know all the way down to like u7s um and just have an academy going up and to do that we'll need to be we'll need to be an LLC and ideally we'll do nonprofit. Right. Cause if anything were to happen, I mean, 
you would be personally liable as opposed to the entity, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know what would happen, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know what, what could happen. We are insured. Yeah. Uh, okay. Through the league. Through the league. So in terms okay. of in terms of like injuries, uh-huh. we're all we're covered by insurance. Sure. Oh, okay. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, I don't know what what could go right. We did get a cease and desist letter one time for our logo. They, I did get okay. that. Um, okay. Some somebody some agency in Indiana uh-huh. uh, had had a logo that could be seen as similar. Okay. But they were, they were reaching for sure because they use okay. like, they use like a really bright yellow mm-hmm. and ours is more of like a golden orange and they had a lightning bolt, which was not anywhere near the same like style mm-hmm. as our lightning bolt. And they were like, it's too similar. Consumers, yeah. consumers will get confused. Yeah. That's what they said. And I'm like, all right. So I changed the, I changed the color to a little bit more orange, like a little, a little bit more orange, a little darker. And, you know, I sent it back to him. I was like, all right, just make sure that you contact, you know, the Tampa Bay lightning, the San Diego chargers, Borussia Dortmund for their, uh, their lightning bolt kits. You got to, uh, contact the New York shockers as well, because, uh, this is apparently your original idea. Nobody else has ever had a lightning bolt symbol mm-hmm. in their logo before. Yeah. I sent it back to him and I didn't get a response. So that was a year and a half ago. So hopefully we're in the clear. Okay. Got it. <laughs> and then how does your uh, schedule run with like practices and games? So we practice uh, every Wednesday night is a mandatory practice. And then Tuesday and Thursdays are, um, are non-mandatory. Okay. And so we basically try to make it, casual for players that needed to be casual based on work schedules, but right. competitive, competitive enough and often enough to where players can continue to develop and get to the next level. Right. Um, Cause that amateur, first of all, it's really hard to afford the field every single day because a lot of people don't understand that um, every practice, you know, you're renting a field out um, unless, you know, you want to go to the local park and, and hope that, other people just aren't there which we Mm -hmm. did for our first season when we Mm -hmm. really didn't have any money and no sponsors we would go to the local park and and we would play there and you know you get kicked off halfway through because people had rented it and they'd be like nope it's our field now yeah get off and then you're just kind of screwed you got to go home um so it's like 200 dollars per practice just to rent fields and uh you know three each home game is for us is $605 if you can, if you include, uh, refs and field rental. So it's not cheap. So getting the field every single day, every single night for practice is very expensive. So Mm -hmm. we can't do it five nights a week. Yeah. And then what about the games? Is it like during the weekends, like one game a week? Uh, I mean, generally it's one game a week. Um, that's the standard, but Mm -hmm. it can, it can change like, uh, you know, we had one weekend where we had a game Saturday and Sunday and, uh, we had a, you know, last week we had a Thursday night and then a Saturday night. So, um, sometimes you can have two, but mm-hmm. nor- normally it's one. Got it. So then, um, you mentioned that, uh, this season right now currently is coming to an end, right? So how many games are left? You already mentioned you guys are in third, right? 
Yeah, so we're currently uh-huh. in third. We're actually tied for second. I actually no second place is one point ahead of us because uh, okay. they did just they got a draw last night, so mm-hmm. they're one point ahead. Um, and we're in third, but there's just there's really no chance of getting first. Uh, there's a team named Fort Wayne, nineteen twenty seven, um, out of Fort Wayne, Indiana, and they are very good. Um, eight of their players are uh usl2 or former usl2 so they've been playing consistently in the fourth division um and then also they've got you know a professional player who plays professional indoor um his name's brano Oliveira. he -hmm. played for the florida tropics who went to the finals the masl championship which is the top division of indoor soccer um and he was actually one of their you know main rotation guys he had 10 goals five assists in the season getting paid handsomely play indoor soccer and Mm -hmm. it's just it's just crazy how much more competition i guess there is for outdoor um because indoor like i I play indoor as well in the winter um i didn't play m1 but i played psl which is third division and m2 which is second division Mm -hmm. and i can keep up you know i can keep up with with both those divisions i might not exceed in the second division i would definitely want to excel but i can keep up in the second division i can do pretty well in the third division but if you put me in the third division for outdoor I'd get smoked, absolutely destroyed. So there's a more competition for outdoor, uh, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but, you know, they've got this professional center back and uh, eight fantastic players alongside of that. The rest of them are, you know, D1, D2 players. Mm-hmm. So they're solid. They're a solid team, and they, they have not lost yet. In fact, their closest match of the season so far has been against us, which was a 2 nothing win for them. They haven't had really any close ones. <laughs> So got it. So I think they're um, gonna win our conference. Got it. Like, um, I guess how many games are left, and like, how many points are you like behind them? Gotcha. Uh, we have two left. A couple teams have three left. Okay. Um, but we have two because we just played our our uh, played one last night. We got the win. Um, okay. Two to one in Lexington, uh, which was nice. And then uh, we're behind second place by a point, and we have. 15 points so we're behind first place by six points mm-hmm. um because they are undefeated uh all the way through so they're six points ahead of us um the two games that we lost they didn't so that's where the six points are and um mm. even even if we win our next two and they lose the next two uh and we're tied on points they will have the tiebreaker which is the game they played against us which they won so okay we won't be winning the conference. Um, Got it. But we can still fight for second. And uh, if we get top three, I'd say it's a pretty successful season. Yeah. We 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 lost to we lost to a really crappy team two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I think that really just killed it because mm. we lost Fort Wayne already, and then we lost to a team we should not have lost to. In you know, yeah. we beat them. It's one of those games you beat them ninety nine out of a hundred times, and they got that one out of a hundred out of us. Mm-hmm. Sucked, wow. but. But you still fight for for a good finish, though. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then, what are what are your goals with um, your club team? Uh, I think you already mentioned. Obviously, you want to win like your your league, your conference. Um, what do you foresee with this uh, club going towards? Um, moving forward, I would love to take it to a higher division and play in the fourth division. But as mm-hmm. we're playing not only are we developing and becoming a better team. In fact, I think that if we had put forth this squad and this roster and how organized we've been last summer, we would have won the league. 
Yeah. Right. So that just shows how the whole league is growing because yeah. we've gotten no doubt we've gotten better. We've gotten more competitive. Uh, we've gotten more organized and it's, and we're still not winning the league. Right. So these, the whole league is growing. So yeah. as long as OVPL is growing at the rate we're growing, there's no reason to leave OVPL. Um, you know, if, you know, we're a team like Fort Wayne, you know, you win the championship with no close games, you might as well take that step to the next division and try to play usl2 or try to play in psl or something along those lines um if you can afford it and that's mm-hmm. what it comes down to and that's Got what it. It, it does come down to um but if as long as the league can stand, continue to stay competitive I, I like where we're at we mm-hmm. have we consistently have winning seasons but we always have to fight for that first or second third spot yeah so we yeah, fit in for well. sure for sure yeah. well i mean it's been uh over an hour of doing the podcast i think this is a great time to end it now um i really appreciate you doing this um this has been awesome yeah i, I appreciate you bringing me on we'll have to do a podcast where i got ask you questions next uh, oh yeah absolutely I didn't, I-, I didn't get i didn't really get to the, uh not too much about about you but uh if uh if we want to if you want to hop on a you know hop on some fifa sometime sooner maybe hop on pro club sometime i'll we can uh, we can hang oh, out. Oh yeah, somewhere. I'd love to do something like that. And um, yeah, you could always come back. You're you're more than welcome to come back, and you could ask me questions All after right. that. I can I talk. I can talk forever. And I just I know I do. So <laughs> I don't. I I didn't know if like it's only supposed to be you asking the questions out here. I, I might have to ask you a question. Yeah, so, usually next, you know. Yeah, yeah. Next time, absolutely. Yeah. Usually, you know, it really depends like on the guests. But I actually had more questions for you because I was just so curious about your club team and just your right. content creating journey. And you know, it's been first off, I really enjoyed it, and it's been super informative. Um, I wish you best of luck with your uh, with your club team, and hope you guys, you know, do really well. Thank and you. also wish you success in your personal content creating journey um yeah yeah thank you um where can people find you on social media you know your youtube or you know find me at twitter.com slash kobala 44 (laughs) (laughs) that's where you can find me guys oh okay at kobala 44 on twitter oh you could definitely share i mean i really want (laughs) people that don't know you okay at elite fifa e-l-y-y-t fifa okay and then what about your club team, like uh, Instagram? Uh, that's yeah. on every social media. That's at North Kentucky FC on every social and also NorthKentuckyFC.com as well. Got it. I'll leave the links in the description below so you guys could all check them out. Thank you guys for tuning in that we're in the live chat. And um, Sean, I'll let you get back to your stream, man. So you could just, you know, yeah. make yeah continue on. I'll actually tune in for a little bit as well. Sounds good, bro. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sean. Yeah, let's do this again soon. Have a good night, everybody.